Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever, whenever, whatever. Okay, what were we talking about off the air again? I forgot. Uh, we were talking about some scams because there was oh, scams, the, yeah. the Mexican cartel was <clears throat> scamming some people out of timeshares, and then you said you saw some stuff on uh, Facebook. Yeah, I just hopped on Facebook uh, 14 days ago, and I did. I had been off there for 12 years. I hadn't even checked it in 12 years, and got a lot of support. Boy, there are a lot of people that love this show. That was very nice of you, all of you. But uh, man, if you if you hit the wrong little spot on the face of your uh, cell phone and you end up, you should buy this. Oh, here this always works. Oh, here you know it's a great way to lose weight. And here, oh my God, it's a, how many scam? It, it's like half to seventy five percent scams. Yeah, or if you so like when I got a dog, I was online like searching for, you know, oh, like dog clothes or dog food and whatever, like stuff that would clearly indicate and tell my algorithm that I have a new puppy. And then yeah. all of a sudden you would get these fake ads for dog products. And so you'd have to now like, oh, I have to make sure that is this actually a legitimate thing where if I purchase, you know, a hooded sweatshirt that matches mine for my little puppy is going right. to show up or not. And so, yeah, people are all over the place trying to scam you. What's amazing about that is think about that in your own head right now. I mean, look, we're in podcasting, radio business, whatever, which is enough of a scam by itself, you know. Right. At least it's a free scam, though. Yeah. You don't have to pay for the scam. Yeah. But I just, how do you get up out of bed in the morning and go, God, I'm so smart, I'm going to scam people out of money, and I'm just a lot smarter than they are, and that's what this is. Instead of thinking... I'm a piece of shit. Why am I doing this to other human beings? I, why don't I go out and make my own money and not tr- try to ruin other people's lives? Explain that to me. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely, I think you said it, where they go, I'm smarter than everybody. You know, everybody else that's gotten caught yep. won't happen yep. to me. I can do all these things to, and I wonder, it's got to have gotten easier now with people. Yeah. Yep. trying to hide like using like vpns and things like that because they want to n- protect their data so it makes them a little bit harder to find and probably a little bit easier for scammers to get away with it oh yeah but i mean you can tell by the first sentence it's a scam oh yeah a lot of them i would say <laughs> they probably think they're smarter than everybody but they don't right it'll be you know hey i'm gonna sell you or i'm gonna send you some money but you got to send me some money first and it's yeah. like that's not how yeah, right. This works. Like, yeah. they don't set up, it's not like a natural. At least make it sound like a normal transaction. Right. 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 What's wrong with sending me some money so I can send you some money? Right. <laughs> I don't want to play wallet tag with you. Right. Like, I had somebody that they were like, hey, we want to, you know, hire you to do a gig. Um, we're going to pay you X amount. I was like, okay, yeah, that works. So I was like, you guys can either pay me cash a day of, or, you know, if you send a check ahead of time, that works too. And he's like, right. okay, we're going to send you the check. And he's like, well, we accidentally, uh, added too many zeros to it oh, so forgot. we're just gonna have you send us back the difference and i was like 
eh, I'm good. Like, you guys can just cancel the check and give it to me on the day. No, 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 no. You just Venmo us, you know, $4,000 and you <laughs> can, geez. yeah, that way it'll bounce itself out. I'm like, nah, I'm good. No, it's true. I mean, the, the scams that I've been involved with, uh, and I didn't know they were scams because the only people who have ever stolen money from me were friends of mine. Or acquaintances, I shouldn't say friends. Mm -hmm. Acquaintances of mine. Never over the phone, never whatever. Just try to help somebody out and literally 99% of the... And again, I'm not talking about your friends or my friends. That's not what I mean. Mm -hmm. Just kind of acquaintances, whether it's from work or whatever, this, that, the other thing. And once again, here's what I don't understand about the scam deal. Okay, so I'm on Facebook and I'm scamming you... Uh, out of a million dollars or whatever it is, you know, let's say there's 10 of you and I'm nailing each one of you for a hundred thousand dollars. Do you ever lie in bed at night and go, well, how about their husband or their wives or their kids or their grandkids or I'm hurting all of them. And somehow mm -hmm. that's okay with me. Yeah. And especially when it's, you hear people like pry, preying on the elderly and it's like, Oh yeah. Somebody yeah. worked their entire life and then they get, scammed out of you know a hundred thousand dollars or something astronomical yep. like that and you're just like they can't it's like they just go back to work they're probably retired living on the beach sipping a drink out of an umbrella and now that's all gone yeah the biggest minnesota scam is basically hey you know what i, I just needed you know some dough to, to to get back on my feet and help my family out and all the rest of it and mm -hmm. it's not that much and blah blah that's a big minnesota scam using yeah. your family compared to their family to try to make you feel bad so you'll help them out financially. Yeah, everybody's got a sob story they of do. some sort. It's, yeah. Well, look, I'm not saying that I'm the cleanest guy ever. I mean, I've been in radio and podcasting my whole. How honest can I be? You know what I mean? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, no, I, I, it just amazes me that people, it's so easy for people to harm other people, you know, like say horrible things about them, trying to ruin their careers. Mm -hmm. What about their family? You you really want to hurt their family too? Really? Yeah, or just like just harming people in general, especially because yeah. now like a yep. big thing are all the prank videos that you see online. Oh, sure. And sure. there was a well, I guess some justice served in Australia. There was a kid that took a gallon of milk and dumped it on some people that were on a boat underneath <laughs> and just covers everybody in milk. It's the middle of the day, sun's out. They probably smelled like spoiled milk yeah. in a matter of 15 oh. minutes. And thankfully the internet TikTok was able to track down this kid and he got ended up getting expelled from his school that cost like $20,000 a year to go to. And he's like, you guys ruined my life. I'm just a kid. Like I was, you know, it was supposed to be a prank. It's like, it's not funny. Like you cover these people yeah, with milk. Funny. Like, no. What are you doing? But yeah, so it is getting better a little bit, but still got to keep I that suppose. on suppose. You know, speaking of videos and all that stuff, I saw a video that I just cannot believe actually happened, but it looks real. I I'm, I can't say that it is real, but it sure looks real. There's a woman on a cruise ship, mm -hmm. and there's a video of her in the bar hanging out with her buddies and pounding the booze and having a great time. And then she goes, I'm going to go up on the deck and... Just lay in the sun for a while. And they said, well, it's nighttime. Oh, well, that's okay. I'll still do it anyway. Well, it's hard to lay in the sun when the sun went down. But uh, they show her getting ready, and she comes out wrapped in a towel, which means she doesn't have any clothes on at all. So she's laying on the, one of those loungers, and she falls asleep. They go ahead about a half an hour. Uh, where her head is on the, on the lounger, there's a puddle of vomit underneath her. Right about waist size, there's pee and poop on, 
<laughs> she vomited, peed, and pooped herself Jeez. while sitting in a lounge chair. Or lay, lounge bed, not a lounge chair. But I, I thought, wouldn't you feel that coming? Even if you were asleep, don't you feel like, hey, I'm going to vomit. I better wake up. Yeah, you would think so. You have to be pretty drunk to That's, have that happen. Yeah, if, you, if you're at that point, I feel like you got to take the rest of the crews off or something. Yeah. My goodness. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's all I have to say. I just, I don't know. I remember way, way back in the day getting pretty hammered, and it was never never like that kind of deal. I never pooped my pants, i got to be honest with you. No. no that's that's, that's <laughs> usually where you, that's a good line to never never yeah. cross. See, uh, exactly. Tom, I saw a story out of Florida where two kids, or well, one kid died digging a hole in the sand at the beach. Did you see this? No. Is it making news? Yeah. So I guess like a family went to the beach and two kids, they dug like a six foot hole in the deep? beach. Yeah, deep. And it, the walls like caved in and essentially oh, yeah. whatever. And like one kid got caught underneath and the other kid was like chest high. But one, uh, I believe it was a little girl that passed away. Yeah. So where were their parents? Just on the beach next to him, watching him play, I guess, and it all just happened so fast. And I guess they probably didn't realize how deep the hole was that their kids were digging. But and there weren't any lifeguards, so that's now the big thing everybody's talking about. Well, it's not the lifeguards' problem; it's the parents' problem. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but how do you dig a how do you dig a six foot hole on a beach and your parents say, "Hey, you know what? That's a little. You want you go about a foot deep, and that's about it." Right. Yeah, that's. Like this, when I, because when you're originally here, you're like, oh, like that's bizarre that, you know, because how deep could the hole have been? But six feet is, that's incredible. Like that's big enough to bury me in that hole. Absolutely. I don't understand that that's not the greatest parenting I've ever heard of. I don't, I'm not, I guess I'm not judging the parents because I haven't seen the video or I haven't heard about yeah. it. But. but a parent you can judge. There was a woman that had a newborn and she wanted to honor her father, Harvey, and honor her mother, Charlotte and name the baby after them. So she came up with a name combining them. Mm-hmm. Harlot. Is what harlot? She, ah, to name her she doesn't know what a harlot is? <laughs> come on. Oh, now. the internet let her know very soon that she named her daughter a whore. <laughs> she never heard the word harlot before. No. It, uh, so, yeah. Okay, so for the uninitiated, a harlot is a whore. Yes. Probably not the best name for a newborn. <laughs> Probably not. There's no question about it. we got to take a break. Be right back in a couple of seconds. Talk to Judd Zolgad. Have you enjoyed Minnesota's non-winter this year? You want to enjoy the warmth wherever you want? Two Minnesotans can help you live that dream. Matt Carlson from Realty One Group Destination Key West. He grew up in Richfield. The Richfield. He grew up in Litchfield, Minnesota. Nice pronunciation, Tom. Yeah, he grew up in Litchfield, Minnesota. Great place. Started out helping his friends find homes locally and in Florida, and now he can help you. If you're considering living in the warmth of Florida, now is the time to reach out to your new friend in realty, Matt Carlson. It's a buyer's market now, and your Minnesota friend Matt can help you with a new home here or in the Florida Keys. And if you need some guidance with financing, Kristen Eklund from Coast to Coast Mortgage can help. Kristen is Matt's preferred lender, can finance anywhere in Florida, and like Matt, is one of us, as she hails from the Sartell, Alexandria area. So if you're looking at a new home in Minnesota or maybe that second home or retirement place in Florida, trust your new local friends to contact Matt and Kristen. Visit OneKeyWest.com, that is OneKeyWest.com, or call Matt, 612-791-2345, 612-791-2345, and work with local professionals that I know you can trust. 
Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Mike Lindell and my pillow employees want to thank my listeners for all of your continued support because you were you've been great. You have. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance and new product sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0. Also get 50% off the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Six-pack towel sets for only $29.98. And take advantage of the free shipping on larger items such as mattresses, mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. And we just bought a bunch of new blankets, those Giza Dream Sheets, blankets, all that stuff, pillowcases, phenomenal stuff. So call 800-516-5146 or go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at a guy right now. Looks like he just uh, took his head off a my pillow and the Giza Dream Sheets because he looks well rested. Judd Zolgad, score north. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I am. I'm feeling great. You look great. Woke up about seven forty-five. So yeah, rested, set to go, set for a big day. So you're thirty minutes into it, and now we got to put up with you. Uh, yeah, but I'm not cranky. that's good i think i pretty much cover the crankiness for the entire show so that's good i can be cranky myself but not in this case not in this case (laughs) one of my favorites of all time we had a neighbor and every time he got cranky he always started with a son of a bitch every time you knew he was cranky because he would say that first (laughs) it's like okay that's a great i i love that yeah that's yeah what all works out in the end so what's the latest with you pally uh, not too much sports-wise. We were uh, it, it was it was quiet. The Wolves are still on All-Star break. They come back. They actually play a, a nine o'clock Central game tomorrow because it's the second game of an ESPN doubleheader against Milwaukee. Uh, the Wilds off for a couple days. They don't play until Friday night as well. So, and and the Twins. Uh, well, we we didn't talk about you know the uh, the um, uh, Joe Polet comments a couple days ago. Where he basically said, uh, "If you think we're gonna go spend, uh, if you think we're gonna go sign one of these big name free agents that's still left, think again. We're pretty pleased with where we are, and uh, and we are trying to essentially, for lack of a better uh, paraphrasing, course correct the business here, as and probably spend less overall." Well, you got to run a business like a business. I do understand that point. Um, but I also understand that we haven't won a World Series now in about 35 years, or 33 years, I guess it is. 
But, you know, other than that, everything's good. 33 years. To me, yep. the joy of 87 and 91 seems like it happened about five years ago because it was such a joyous time, that whole four-year period. But you look at it, it has been 33 years yeah, I mean, heck, the last time they won a World Series, I was, how old was I, 21 years old, and now I'm 54 and feel every day a bit of that. And, yeah, this has been, so I, I, don't have a, I don't have a huge issue with running a business like a business necessarily, mm-hmm. but I also will say the Twins have never had a better opportunity in recent times to capitalize on excitement. And everything they're doing is basically saying, ah, don't get, don't get too excited. That's okay, the Tevin, thing. Tevin, I need your help with something. Yep. How much is the Polad family worth? Uh, the Polad family got to be a couple billion. Oh, yeah. I would say at least. I would say a lot more than that, actually. Let's see here. Net worth. Well, I know the Twins this... payroll, they're like 19th in the league when it comes yep. to how much money they're spending, and the Pollads are worth mm-hmm. $3.8 billion. So I think for one year, after catching kind of lightning in a bottle, open up the pocketbooks a little bit. Maybe you take a loss, but is it worth you know spending a couple extra million to get a World Series championship potentially? I think so. Absolutely, and that's the $3.8 billion the whole family's worth? Uh, correct, three point eight. So in reality, it's probably closer to $5 billion, I would guess, because they always underplay those things. Yeah, once you include all of their tax shelters and whatever else they might got right. going on, yeah, probably. If I was worth $5 billion, I'd spend as much as I had to every year to win every World Series for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's what I right. people would love, And people would love you, Tom Bernard. People, <laughs> the fans would love you. Right. What I don't, I guess what I don't get, though, is, so... They they essentially are, are saying because I think it was Forbes, which is often wrong in these things. Forbes, their valuation of the team last year was that they lost money, but they want to improve attendance, right? They want more people mm-hmm. to watch, right? Right. You're going to do that by creating excitement. Yeah, correct. So That's like exactly. this seems this some of this to me seems like a short term thing to try and to try and limit the potential losses or make more. When my case is, hold on a second, you've got all of this excitement right now, capitalize. You're like, there's nothing that they've said right now in the last month, few months that are, are adding people to say, I should go buy season tickets. Right. Right. Which is what you ultimately want. So like, this is a, it's a delicate dance here of, if you really want to be ultimately successful, you're going to have to make some uh, decisions financially you probably don't like at times. Uh, and this is... I. That Toronto, those games against Toronto at Target Field in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that type of excitement surrounding this baseball team in years. I agree. And is it something that the rest of the league does too? Because I find it odd that the Twins always seem to be announcing that they're not going to spend any money. Right. Like, Why would they just not spend money and be <laughs> quiet about it? Then not as many people are going to be talking about it. Uh, I think Joe Polad, who's young, is trying to be transparent, but the problem is I don't even know if I agree with what he's doing, much less the approach. Right. Mm-hmm. And But, yeah, I mean, baseball has prob- – I mean, yes, baseball has a TV problem. Th- this is not all exclusively Twins problems, but people here care about the Twins, right. Right. so it doesn't do us a lot of good to harp on how effed up the Oakland Athletics are, for right. instance. People here want the Twins to win – like Tom does, they want the Twins to spend. And I just don't know that now is the time to pull back and say, whoa, 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 we've gone too far. 
when I think that you were very close to um, a jumping off point that could have been really cool for you. Uh, couldn't agree more. But I, t- I tell you, the one, one of the problems that I do have with the whole, that kind of doing business, mm-hmm. we as the citizens of Minnesota spent how many millions and millions and millions of dollars to build you one of the most beautiful baseball stadiums I've ever seen. Maybe you want to step up and spend some money too. What do you think? Well, and that's, you know, what's, what's sad about that too is that uh, to, to go back to go back in time, the first year in Target Field time, they won the American League Central, mm-hmm. and that capped a time period where they were really competitive and really good, right? Mm-hmm. And then it went in the toilet. Right. That's the other thing, and I know people had a problem with that, and I don't blame them one bit. I mean, that team went off a cliff. They did, and, and that sort of started, you know, up until what about two thousand. Well, the Bomba Squad, 2019, it was sort of up and down or just all down. So I, I definitely get the frustration of fans, and yeah. it's just too bad. And I don't understand, like, when, when, you're in a, when you're working, I feel like if you're going to own something and run a business, it's something you're passionate about. Like, if you own a mattress firm, you love making mattresses. You mm-hmm. love getting people a good night's sleep. If yep. you own a baseball team... You're, you should be passionate about baseball. You should want to win. Yep. So it always confuses me when like a businessman tries to do businessman things for a sports team. Spend the money. Like yep. who is it? Uh, Steve Cohen with the Mets. Sure, they they've had some flops and like mistimed injuries with like Diaz last year in the World Baseball Championship and all that stuff. But like the guy's spending a boatload of money mm-hmm. because he wants his team to win. So and I get I get, New it. York is a much different market than Minnesota, obviously, but it always just throws me off when they're like, we have to look at the business side of things. You should you should be a fan first. Yep. In my mind. Unfortunately, you look at the market too. The University of Minnesota hasn't done a damn thing in sports other than sports no one cares about uh, in the past what sixty six years something like that. Uh, you you got uh, your Wild have never won anything. Before them, the North Stars never won. I think they were in one world championship and lost to, I don't even remember who it was. I was at the final game watching them lose. But I, I just, the teams here feel they don't have to win because Minnesota will support them anyway, which I don't agree with. I, I just, uh, the Timberwolves finally have gotten better. They were horrendous for how many decades, Tevin? Oh, I'm, they were horrendous, and then KG showed up. And- right. We right. were great, and then we shipped him out of town for, was it like Al Jefferson or something like that? And yeah. They were horrendous again. Is that the guy from the Jeffersons? I like that show. <laughs> no, guy from the Celtics, you're, yep. your club. <laughs> My club, baby. No, I, I just don't. I'm one of those sports fans. I, you know, there are things that come and go and all the rest of it because we were never close friends, but we were acquaintances. Bob Polad and I, I used to set out in right field with him once in a while, watch a game and all the rest of it. Uh, then one of the jokesters on the KQ morning show showed up at their house and did this biggest asshole thing I've ever heard. I haven't talked to Bob since because they blamed it on me. It's like, I had nothing to do with that. Don't blame me for this. So, I mean, it's just we're trying to hang in there with you. We, we have not won a World Series now since 1991. Like I said, it's way too – we don't want championships like – if I live to 100, that means they'll win three World or maybe even up to six World Series, but only if I live to 100. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, the problem, too, is that of late, so the Twins are coming off a season in which 
they won the division, went to the playoffs, actually ended an 18-game playoff losing streak, which was beyond comprehension. And now, in the last month or so, they they have um, they have gone back to the cable operator or or right. provider in Bally's for a deal. So now there's no distribution. Well, for fans, that's bad. You know, for a lot of fans who don't have cable and cut the cord, that's bad news. And now they're like, and we're also not going to spend. So I just the messaging here to me is is not great for a right. time when people are yep. getting excited about baseball. And like, so I guess my question is, so what's the good news? And they're going to say, well, we're favored to win the division and blah, blah, blah. Okay. The division stinks. And second right. of all, and second of all, that that's also based on premises of, of like projections and things mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, there's a lot of people that were excited. Okay. If they go to their own distribution plan, the blackouts that all, you know, that exist in baseball that are crazy will all get lifted and I can watch the Twins games. Well, now that's out. And now you're being told on the, the heels of that, don't expect big signings. I don't know. It just seems like it could have been, at the very least, it could have been framed in a very different way. Yeah, I agree. Are they going to, do they black out the MLB game, network games too? Because they're on every night on the MLB network. Um. They don't black them out. I think if you're out of the area that is under the the blackout, like Iowa gets blacked out for Twins games. Oh, okay. You know, obviously the state of Minnesota does. I think if you're outside of that, you you can definitely watch games. But I think what people were were hoping for was some type of direct to consumer product. Yes, mm-hmm, that they right. could just like take their phone to a restaurant or something, plop it down and watch the games. And unless you have Unless you have uh, like Xfinity, you can't stream the games. There's no direct way to stream games that the Twins play. That's hilarious. You just gave me a great memory. 1987, I went to two weddings, both of them in the fall. People like to get married in the fall. I don't know that I've ever seen more men on their phones at a wedding watching the Twins World Series. <laughs> I mean, every guy was looking at his phone during the entire wedding. It was all, two of them, actually, two weddings. Oh, to try to get score, yeah. Oh, <laughs> They're yeah. watching TV during the wedding. There's, as <laughs> like, over the past summer and fall when, you know, I'm DJing a bunch of weddings, you'll get guys that will come up and be like, hey, can you pull the score up for this game? Can you, yeah. can you, yep. do you have access to TV? Can you stream it? And I'm going to sit back here and watch it with you. Like, people are, yeah, will definitely prioritize their sports. Can you blame them, Tevin? No, not at all. I think it was exactly. a Packers. I was like, yeah, I do the same thing. It was a Packers playoff game, and I was watching them lose, and, like, the Packers fans would keep coming up to, like, well, let me see, let me see, and then as they were, you know, continuing to lose there, okay, they're going to less frequently come up and say hi. But, yeah, people would rather uh, watch the game than their friend's wedding a lot of times. Oh, yeah. That's what I've witnessed twice. I'd rather watch the Twins than watch you get married. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's probably times of the year where if you're a sports fan or, or you have friends that, that are and you want a good attendance at your ceremony right. that you probably should avoid. Any football no. game day to me, probably best to avoid. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt about it. No, yeah, you don't want to get married at like noon on Sunday. That's not a good right. idea. Or even or like two. once college football season yep. starts out, like you know, maybe we try to have it before the wedding. Before, the right? Yeah, go spring. Yeah, well, go spring Catherine, I got married on July seventh, and there was a Twins game on, and we put it up on the uh, on the television at the 
at the little uh, joyous celebration there, so everybody's very happy about it. They could watch. Uh, well, it wasn't at the wedding; it was at the reception. They put sure. it on the, on the screen, so it worked out very well for everybody. It works for me. Sure, July seventh is very fair. All right. Any closing picks for the upcoming week? No, no. I am uh, uh, like like I said, the Wolves and and Wild play on Friday. Oh, the Twins do play their first. Um, spring training game against the Gophers tomorrow as well. Tomorrow and then, night. And, and we do have a, I think it's a Dodger-Angel game on ESPN at like 2 o'clock today. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So we can actually watch some baseball. No, no Otani. I think he's still going to be held, held up because of the surgery. But we have uh, a baseball game this afternoon. It's just, I love baseball. And like I said, what is it? I believe it's 5.05 Central Time for the game tomorrow night, the Gophers and the Twins. Yes, I think that's right. I think it's 5.05, if I remember correctly. And then, uh, yeah, I, that's unfortunate. So you, you, if you live in the service area, you cannot watch that game on the MLB network. Uh, no, I think all the Twins games are blacked out. Yeah. God, that sucks so much. That's terrible news. All right, I'm going to go pout. All right. I know all it's right. very unusual. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, never happens. I'll talk to you guys again on uh, Tuesday. Looking forward to it, Judd. Thank all right. you, sir. Take care. Have a good weekend. Well, to you too. Take a break. Be right back. Chris Eggert's up in a couple of minutes. Every new year is a chance for a fresh start, and the most profitable start you can make in 2024 is to take advantage of the business opportunities in Sioux Falls. Make 2024 your year to discover the benefits of Sioux Falls. We're hearing from Minnesota companies considering expanding or relocating to Sioux Falls area. Minnesota business people are excited about our short commutes, safe streets. Quality of life is huge. The quality of life excellence in Sioux Falls. We've got the details at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. In Sioux Falls, you'll discover a friendly pro-business attitude, along with a productive, growing workforce, no personal or corporate state income tax, low workers' comp rates, and a lot less red tape. We've got great people, affordable buildings, and sites ready and waiting for your expansion plans. It's an easy decision once you look at the advantages. 2024 is the time to make your move to Sioux Falls. Visit SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Oh, he went dot com. Sanny. Who's better than Sanny? When you go to a restaurant, you expect the chef to be an expert. Yes, I do. Expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. And I do want to mention here, I just went to a seminar last night, not connected with, uh, to Josh. I just, I, I wanted to hear the guy speak and all the rest of it. He said, basically, the people are making their money now. Y- yes, they do make it from their job and all the rest of it. Uh, but the bulk of the money being made by Americans now 
comes from investments. I, I had no idea that was true, but he showed the proof of it. Investing is a good idea. You can make a hell of a lot more money. So that's the deal, planning your financial future. Josh Arnold's an expert, my expert, and he should be yours too. I talk to Josh every week and he understands the market, the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. I would definitely do this if I were you. Well, I already have, so I already did what I think you should do. Uh, you've got nothing to lose, and you have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Wonderful idea. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant. LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard, that's your boy here, is a paid endorser. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. Uh, now, where, where do they get music? Well, the entire music bed is... Where do you even get that? I love that. That's a great... Is that a riff? What what even is that? It's a riff, man. There you go. It's a riff. That's exactly right. Well, when we, when we were getting that one in, I actually went in one day uh, on the weekend, and I just... Amy Daniels was there just shredding in the studio, just looking sure. for it, right? Like, <laughs> like she, was, she was doing knee slides, power... Yeah, at power stance, everything. So <laughs> she settled on uh, she settled on that. Had, like, the big blown-out rock and roll yes. hair look from back in yes. the day. Yeah. It'd be a good look for Amy. There's no question about it. It'd be an even I, better it, look for Dan Seaman. Fluffy hair. Let's go. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. <laughs> yes, I would watch that movie as well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in any case, Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. As a matter of fact, call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation at 952-925-5608. Matter of fact, i got to talk to Josh because this summer I wouldn't mind. If he did, does seminars and all that stuff, I used to go to seminars all the time, and i got to attend one of his because this one I went to last night was pretty interesting. It's... Uh, People are doing well in the market right now. Matter of fact, some of them are hoping that interest rates don't go down so they can keep making money on their investments. <laughs> so, you know, it's a two-way street, I guess. But that's yeah, where all I'm the not mad at him for finding a way to make money. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to have to find a way to make money because I'll give you another example. Catherine, myself, Andy, Melissa, his wife, and their son, who's a two-year-old, went to a to an Italian restaurant, had a great time. The bill was $300. I mean, you can't go anywhere anymore, and it's 50, 60, 70 bucks a person. It's funny you, you bring that up, because one of the stories I brought today, the Wall Street Journal saying that grocery bills yep. and food spending is up 11%, or people spend more than 11% on food, which yep. is the highest it's been since 1991. Oh. So... You, I mean, you think about how that adds up every time you go to the store, every time you go out to eat, like you're paying more. It it definitely adds up for people. So Look, and I'm, I'm not saying this because Josh is a friend of mine. There's no question about it. Josh is a good friend of mine. 
So I'm not just doing it, you know, to benefit him. But if you're going to make money now to, to go out and spend 300 bucks on four people and a little child to have dinner, and there was not a lot of boozing going on or anything like that. It wasn't all, you know, just I think there maybe were three glasses of wine total. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if, if your job doesn't give you that kind of income where you can go out to dinner, you're going to have to find other ways to make money with your money. There's, mm-hmm. You have to now. There's no question. It's, so uh, it's definitely the, the time of the side hustle, right? Like I, lot, yeah. lots and lots of yep. people running a side hustle because you have to to try to be able to pay for everything. Remember when a hustle was a bad thing? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, I like it, even <laughs> though it definitely... <laughs> It's a funny, it's a funny way it to describe is. it. Like or <laughs> moonlighting, somebody's moonlighting. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Right? Yeah, I understand completely. No question about it. So I'm looking at the Star Tribune on my, uh, my, my page right now. And other than uh, Kia and Hyundai thefts, uh, not as many murders yesterday in, in the Twin Cities. So that's good. Uh, not, not yesterday. I think the day before that, there was a really yeah. weird weird thing that happened up in Brooklyn park right. where some guy just went into an apartment building and like shot and killed the manager. And I mean, went upstairs and like, God, can you imagine how frightening, how frightening that would be? Um, the, but I, I guess another big thing that's happening this morning, are any of you guys AT&T users? Because there's an AT&T outage right now and uh, everyone's losing their minds over that. Cause you know, I don't have my phone for 36 seconds. The world comes to an end. Think of all those TikToks they're not able to watch right now. I know, right? You know what's funny about that is the fact that Catherine and I literally just switched over to Mint Mobile, which is owned by AT&T, I guess. We just switched over about a month ago. My bill went from $270 a month to $30. I got to do that because that that is a big savings. Have you noticed any difference on your data? Yeah, it's better. Really? It is. It's much better. The whole thing is much better. Yeah. It's similar to Mint Mobile. Like, I use Straight Talk, and that was, you know, oh, you know, you're going to get terrible coverage. Like, I get cell phone reception everywhere. bounces off of as many towers are in the area, and all it does is save you money. So switch to Mint. Switch to Straight Talk. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole situation. You got to pay attention to what you're doing. I don't know why AT&T would do that, charge like three times or – 12 times more than everybody else or whatever the hell it is. And then you lose yourself. Do, do they know yet what caused the outage of the AT&T service? Mm-hmm. It's no, across I America too. Yeah. I haven't seen any, um, any reason for it yet. So it's kind of, we started getting word in the newsroom. It was, let's see, it was before somewhere around like maybe four o'clock or in the morning. So yeah. um, yep. it's, it has been going on for several hours now. So. It has indeed. Well, I just, I don't know. It's just pretty amazing. You pay all of that money and they can't keep your phone alive. I just, why? Why would you even want to do that? Let's just throw them all into the river. <laughs> do you know what one suggestion yes. was? And I'm very serious about this. Yeah. Well, you should go out and get a landline too. It's like if no one has a landline. I know. Anymore, everyone though. used to have one, and that used was always to. the argument. It was like, yep. well, what happens if the cellular network goes down? And, and what happened? And it's showed that it's been reliable. It showed that it's been reliable through COVID when everyone was working at home. And so then when something like this does happen, they're like, eh, yeah, should have had a landline. <laughs> 
I just every every time I look at the landline when you pick up the receiver and put it to your ear, every time I see because you don't see that anymore. Right. Once in a while you'll see it like somebody get on in like a Target store and call for security or something like that. You see a landline like that. Every time I see that now, and I'm going to do the best impression I can of my mother. This is how my mother used to answer the phone. So you had the desktop phone, ring, ring, ring. She would go just like this. Mm, hello. <laughs> what the hell? What is one of my that? buddies. One of my buddies does that. Mm, he like does. Uh, mm, it's such. A, I think it's such a Midwest thing. Like I. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> she did it every time she answered the phone. And the other thing on being on the phone, she'd have it up to her face, and the Winston smoke is coming out of her nose and mouth the whole time. Yeah, so I was talking to the guy. It's like, flow, 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 flow. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> well, she lived to be 87, almost 88, so I guess it worked uh, out for her. Did, she did all right then with it, right? So let me start your uh, segment by saying, mm, hello. Mm, that's about it for today, I guess. Well, that's, that's your entire report. Well, uh, Chris, do you have any information on the public worker strike that they voted where they're going, all going to go on strike? I, uh, I do. That was some city of Minneapolis. Did I grab that? Uh, maybe I didn't. It, it's city, some city of Minneapolis workers uh, um, are trying to get more money, and they I can't remember what the name of the – uh, Do you Lyuna? have it, Kevin? It, I believe it was What's like Lyuna. Let me see here. Matata. And I guess they were unanimous, too, so they're... Yeah, it was like 98 points. <laughs> Matata. <laughs> well, what, what you <laughs> said. Uh, uh, All right. Yeah, it was just, they just, go. yeah, they just said that uh, it was like 98.6% of them voted to go on strike because they're exhausted from having to clean up encampments and deal with needles and human waste and all types of other stuff. I'd want to raise yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about that. It's the, it's, it's the, they're city of Minneapolis employees mm -hmm. and uh, well, they're not city of Minneapolis employees, but the union is trying to um, get them more money, but yeah, I'll, Almost unanimous vote. So sorry I didn't grab that story, Tevin. I totally no, it's, we it's had fine. it this morning, but I didn't grab it. I, I right, like but... being able to break news to our breaking news anchor. Well, I, I I was familiar with it, but not enough to remember the name of the Hakuna Matata or whatever the name of the union was. I said Hakuna Matata. That's exactly right. What I like is the fact that Chris is trying to get off the air three minutes ago, and Tevin goes, "Wait a minute, I want to talk more." I know, and I Apparently forgot you didn't get the hint there, Tevin. It's one minute. Why don't we let Uncle Tommy handle the flow? What do you say? Very convenient. No, and come up with something. What did you ask about right. again? No, it's a good question, Tevin, because See? we did have oh, that. Oh, nice morning. try. Mm -hmm. uh, now I'll get the complaint. He'll, Chris will call me and go, would you tell him to shut up? I had to No, God, I could care less. Yes, Wait, you will. Well, well, just, well good thing, because I have one more question. Oh, jeez, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> Honest to God. I need to get back into radio. Right. Oh. Now, wait a minute. Let me think about that. No, I don't. Yeah. Good. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, mm, mm, goodbye. Goodbye, then. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Chris Haggard, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Little news information. Special guest coming up. It's going to be a very interesting conversation, which we're going to be late for now, Tevin. So, thank you. I appreciate that. Glad That's I could great. contribute today. Yeah, maybe you should look at the log once in a while and see how the timing's going. You know what I'm saying. You feel me.
In addition to having the best selection in town, KNL Surplus and Ammo also can help you sell your firearms safely and worry-free. If you've inherited a collection of firearms from a loved one and don't know what to do with them, or if you have guns you are no longer using, call Jim at KNL Surplus and Ammo. Jim can help you sell those firearms safely through consignment and auction. I know Jim. He's extremely knowledgeable. He's a great guy, too, by the way. And will help you get top dollar. That's even more important. He will help you explore all the options and take the work and stress off of your shoulders. KNL Surplus and Ammo is on Lake Drive and Line of Lakes and open Tuesday through Saturday. You can also visit them online at www.knlgunstore.com. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. We are back. I get to see Timmy. I didn't know that. Tim Cortez, how are you doing, Pally? Good. How are you guys? Can you hear me okay? We can hear you very well, as a matter of fact. No question about it. Uh, I like the the tilt of your hat. It looks very artistic. Well, that's my that's my new logo I designed. Oh, wait a minute, let me see it. I haven't seen it. Got a new logo. Oh, look at that. I like it. So, do you know Louis? Uh, I I know him through his son Marty. I played hockey with Marty at the University of Minnesota. Oh, you did. So I would uh, I've run into Lou at many different uh, you know like golf events and stuff, and then I coached at Duluth East for seven the last seven years of Mike Randolph's reign. Oh. So I would see him at the state tournament too. So, yeah, great family, wonderful family. Yep, we've known them now for Jesus, got to be nearly forty years. Uh, Louis invited me to a uh, a North Stars game back when he was president and general manager of the team. Had a little dinner up in the up in the suite up there and watched the game with him and the families. Matter of fact, they just put out a picture, and I'm still pissed off about the picture because I don't know what angle they were at. But there's a picture of Na- Louis Nanny's family and my wife and me because. 
my wife Catherine and Michelle are really good friends. Tito and I are really good friends, and I've known Louis. I love Louis and Francine. They're wonderful people. They took a picture of us at this magnificent Italian restaurant, and I'm wearing, you know, kind of like these kind of things. Are kind of, I don't know what what this what you'd even call these things, but I was wearing a white and blue one, and I don't know if the wind blew up my skirt or what to happen. But I look like I'm this big. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. <laughs> all the time. I can't figure it out. <laughs> I tell you. But, I, well, see, Tim, it's great to talk to you about this because the nannies, our, our family and their family are very, very close. They're, they're really good friends. Always been a good time. And the one thing, Tim, I'm going to really surprise you, and then I'll turn it over to you. Mm-hmm. In that picture at the Italian restaurant last week, everybody's looking at the camera with a smile. Louis looking at the camera with a smile, but he's on the phone. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. You can't get off the phone for two minutes. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. Every picture that I've got to use for reference for this artwork, he's on the phone. It's true. He's the general manager. Yeah. <laughs> that is so great, though. But you, So you played hockey with Marty. You've known the family forever. Yeah. I, you know, Tino, Tino and I are such good friends. It's just, he's an amazing guy. There's no question about it. So this project you're on now, how did this all come to be? It's funny. I did a picture for Marty. Uh, There was this, I'll I'll try to make this as short as I can. When his son Tyler was playing for Edina and -hmm. they were playing against Duluth East and this famous Duluth East Edina battle, Tyler scored a goal and on camera, they show him going up against the glass like they always do. And there's a kid from Duluth East flipping in the bird right <laughs> through the glass. Well, that was a friend of mine, a family member. He was oh. the manager of the team at East oh. before I started coaching there. Well, Marty saw this picture. Everybody saw this picture. Marty calls me up. Cordy, you got to do – or somebody called me and they wanted me to do a picture of that still screenshot for the mom of the kid. Well, Marty saw it and said, oh, I got to have one of those for my family. So Mm -hmm. now Lou and everybody's got that, the drawing I did of this screenshot. And so Marty was looking for another copy of that. And I gave him a call and he said, look, Cordy, nobody knows this, but my dad's last telecast is going to be this year. And um, I said, well, boy, I sure want to, I want to get on, on that. You know, I know Terrence Fogarty, who I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Sure. He does all the state tournament. I, I try to stay out of his way. Same thing. We're competitors, but we're friends. But I said, I, you know what? I, if, if me and Marty are talking about this, I want to do this picture. So that's how it all came about. That was only about two months ago, and uh, which is a pretty short turnaround time for something like this. But I'll, I'll get it done, and we'll have, a, we'll have a lot of fun with it. That's for sure. So, Tim, this is for you, um, because I've known Louis and Francine for 38, 39, 40 years, something like that. So it's finally good that somebody will do something for Louis that will boost his ego so he can get a little confident. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor guy. I was worried about that. You're very worried about that. <laughs> got to give him a little bump up, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> How are you going to present him? Is it going to be a kind of very... Uh, uh, elegant kind of uh, painting. How, how are you going to yeah, ask him to pose? It's actually, it's not, you know, it's not like they used to do where we have a bunch of sit-down sessions and all that. Okay. People okay. from all over the media have uh, cooperated with me. And while we got pictures of him 
doing the telecast from the 80s and from when he started at uh at uh, 11 before it was care 11 yeah um he i mean he started back when he was in college still doing the state tournament in 60 years no so there's a lot to cover but they wanted to keep it pretty much to his involvement with the state tournament because i was going to do a whole lifelong thing of him with the the u and growing up in sault saint marie and stuff but after talking to a few people they said well you know he's got that kind of stuff let's let's keep this close to the state tournament so that was a little more challenging finding right pictures of that but there's a lot of history there with his kid with marty scoring the oh, goal God, in 84 yeah. and he's had to call all these games two of his grandsons you know winning the state tournament he's calling all those games what a lot of great history so that's all going to be included in the artwork and then i talked to lou it was no secret that i was doing it so i said lou give me your top three moments from mm-hmm. the journey and oddly enough, none of them included his family. <laughs> East Apple Valley and, you know, some other things. And More me now. included all anyway, though. So uh, I just love that guy. He's, um, you know, I'll tell you a very quick story about Louie Nanny. Like I said, he's been a, a gentleman from the day I met him. Loved the whole family, all the rest of it. But uh, I'm talking to a friend who on vacation at the time down in Florida. I'm talking to a friend of mine who's from Toronto. Uh, Doug Dawson's his name, and he, we're just talking, he's moving all the rest of it. My phone rings, and I talk, and I go, okay, okay, Louie, well, yeah, okay, I'll meet you tonight at 7 o'clock, we'll have some dinner. So I hang up the phone, and Doug goes, who was that? I said, it was a friend of mine. He goes, like, who was it, though? Because I thought I heard you say something. I said, it was Lou Nanny. He goes, you know Lou Nanny? It was like, <laughs> I know God. <laughs> You know, it was, he was so impressed with the fact that Lou Nanny and I were friends. And I'll tell you here, this is Lou Nanny, hundred percent on the vacation. I asked Louie if he'd come down and meet us at the beach. And he did. He came down, brought Francine with him. Dougie and I were there, Catherine, my wife. I mean, that's the kind of guy he is. Never. Yeah. He'd never met Doug Dawson in his life. He's a Canadian guy. And Louie, of course, mm-hmm. born in Canada, but he's that kind of guy. He's huge. Everybody knows who he is in America, first of all. Yeah. I mean, you can't go anywhere that they don't know who Louie Nanny is. Mm-hmm. But my friend, honestly, God, and my friend's probably mid 50s, something like that. You would have thought he was like nine years old. Well, <laughs> Louie, I remember the one time. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a wonderful family. They just, yes. You know, they're so misunderstood up here. I'm, I'm a Duluth East guy. So, oh, okay. When I was coaching for East, they're all going, oh, that Lou Nanny, he hates East. He blah, blah, blah. He's dying <laughs> so You have no idea what you're talking about. For one, it's the funniest family I've ever met. Oh, God, yes. Marty Nanny is the funniest guy I've ever played hockey with. And Louis, Louis loved Mike Randolph and loved the whole Duluth East Edino rivalry. All right. You know, that, that's good TV for him. No, you you're know, absolutely people, right. People, people love to hate and they, you know, you don't know, you got to get to know people before you start making judgments like that. So I always correct everybody when they say that up in Duluth. They say, you don't know what you're talking about. You should probably <laughs> well, open a door, let your dog in and he's pissed off. Oh, yeah, yeah, going after some squirrels up there. <laughs> Wait, sounds like our dog, man, and don't question No, it was so great because I got a call from Dan Seaman, who's director of all the uh, the radio stations and podcasts for uh, for the Hubbard family, and he, he said, 
Tim Cortez is going to do a, a painting of Louie Nanny, and, and he was all excited about That's how I found out about this, Tim. Uh, his fans get very excited. If it's anything about Louie Nanny, they get really fired up about it, which is just great to watch, you know? Yeah, it, it it's great. It's going to be a big deal, just the fact that it's his last telecast there. It's going to overshadow a lot of a lot of things with the state tournament. And, yeah. yep. of course, Lou will make sure it doesn't because he downplays everything. Mm-hmm. when it, You know, he's nothing but a professional when he's on, on the – on TV. So it, it's going to be a good time. I'm really looking forward to coming down there. And the I've done a lot of projects. This one's right up there with my favorite. Oh, I can understand that. No yeah. question. I know I only, only got about another minute or two, but one of my favorite nanny family story. They're in France. They'd always travel together, Tim. I mean, you know this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when the family when the nanny family goes on vacation, they all go on yeah. vacation. It's, it's like the Kennedys, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> he came back from France, and Tino goes, you got to ask Louis about the uh, the guy, the server in uh, in France, because he said something to Louis that's very funny. I said, okay, I'll ask him about it. Louis said, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. What happened was the entire family, it was like 12 nanny family members, <laughs> And you got it? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Did the market go up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something good like that. Telemarketers. <laughs> tell, oh, Jesus, telemarketers. <laughs> but in any case, he said, I got to tell you this story. So they're in France and they're having a few cocktails. And as you know, when Italian people have a few cocktails, they get louder and louder as the <laughs> night goes. And the server comes over, and he's just very frustrated because they've gotten their la ha ha talking really loud and all the rest of it. And this French server is all upset. And he comes over, he goes, "You know, I will tell you something. It's it just, oh God, you Americans." And Louis said, "I'm Canadian." And the guy said, "That's even worse." <laughs> <laughs> One of the great stories of all time, yeah. no wow. question about it. All right, Tim, any closing words? When, when are we going to see this? Uh, you know, me and Marty are planning it out right now. It's going to it's gonna take me right up to the wire. I'm, you know, I'll have to get the frame built while I'm working on it. And then I'm just going to ship it down there probably on that Thursday of the tournament, and we're going to go from Wonderful. there. It's all in Marty's hands. So okay, he better well, do his job. <laughs> hey, you need to tell Marty, tell him that Tom Bernard said uh, that, that I needed you to ask him, when's he going to get better at golf? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Yeah, I uh, I I just got a call from Interlock, and they want me to do a. They you know they redoing their golf course. So yes, they, right. I'm going to do a yep. uh, commemorative print for them. I said, "Hey, is uh, Marty still a member there?" He's no. He just dropped his membership. Oh, just he did. Try to see if you can get him back for us. So yeah, that's because he he still. Lives well, down I think by he's the... down in Florida a lot now. Well, that's so. true. Yes, yeah, that is very yeah. very true. But Marty Nanny, by the way, is a phenomenal golfer. I was just making yeah, that up. He's a phenomenal guy. He really. Well, is. let's not get carried away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm worried he's... he might see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to put a good word in. Yeah, him. I might need him down the line. Uh, that's magnificent, Tim. You got to come back when I don't care what your product project is. I'd love to talk to you about because you sounds like you do quite a bit of this stuff. I do. Yeah, I've done it for thirty five years, very quietly, kind of under the radar, and uh, never had to advertise. It's all been hockey connections and just word of mouth, and it's gotten me some pretty high highs. That's for sure. 
Okay, to close, let me just say this. If anybody ever talks to me into doing a portrait of me, do not do that deal where there's an arrow pointing to me that says asshole. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's I've done that allowed. one to death anyway. So <laughs> you beat that into the ground, have you? Yeah, Tim, maybe this summer we'd like to have you in studio, maybe come into studio and talk more about this. This is a wonderful wow. thing you're doing. I'm very happy for the nanny family. What a great honor. And and yeah. Marty so you you and Marty came up with this idea together? We did, yeah. It's just Good. over it um you know, I've always wanted to do the first job professional job I ever did was a picture for of Lou Nanny for the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Really? So it's really? kind of coming full circle after about 5,000 pictures later. We'll have to see how I've improved. Well, and I told Louis before, like, U.S. Hall of Fame, they let anyone into that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get excited until you're yeah. into it. Don't yeah. get excited. Tim, you got to come back, man. I love talking to you. All right, great. Hey, it's great to be on. I have a huge fan of yours, and I said oh, to my wife when we good. moved back up to Duluth, Hey, I'm going to miss Tom Bernard and Joe Souchere, and that's about it. That's all I'll miss from the city. But so. you don't have to miss us anymore because it's all podcasting. You can listen to it in Duluth live every day. Awesome. Yeah, I will do that too. And by the way, Duluth is one of my favorite towns in the entire world. It is. It's I still love 55 Duluth. degrees today. So. <laughs> 55 in Duluth? In yeah, the snowmobile, the snowmobile business is dying on the vine. Up here, but. <laughs> oh, I suppose. But they Beautiful still put for it. us locals. That Christmas village they do up there is phenomenal. Yeah, God, they do a great else. job. All right, Timmy, come back, pal. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Our great pleasure. Have a good day, sir. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Tim Cortez is doing a painting of Louis Nanny, a legendary. I hope he's not listening because I can call him legendary Lou Nanny without having to put up with his. Oh, I know that. I'll just cut that before we post the show. Don't worry. (laughs) Just cut it out. Exactly. But that's great. See, I'm actually glad Tim brought that up. So, oh, God, I I like to listen to you and Sushre, and I'm going to miss that. Don't have to anymore. Podcasting. I don't care if you're in Australia, you can listen to the show. Doesn't matter where you are. Oh, yeah. And I really like that about this business now. It's a whole different business. You just take it with you wherever you go and listen to it whenever you want. You don't have to listen to it live. It's uh, it's a hell of a deal, no question. So we're going to have a couple of listeners up in Duluth in the next couple of months, so that's great. Beautiful. Glad to hear it. Absolutely. Do they still put out the maps of where your listeners are? They used to do that, you know, back in the early days of it. I'm not sure. That's a good yeah, question. Yeah, you can go into, like most po- podcasting platforms, break it down by location. Uh, see, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense, as a matter of fact. We shall take a break and be right, ga- uh, right back. Have another special guest uh, coming up in just a couple minutes. February is the month for love. When is the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? Have you gotten down on your hands and knees and adored how clean and refreshed it was? Or are you scared what you might see or smell, maybe? Not only is your carpet one of the biggest investments in your home, but it's also the biggest air filter in your house. Lucky for you, Zero Res is going to spread the love to you and your home with their Love Your Rug special. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at just 119 bucks and a free hallway. Don't forget Dirt and Dander's favorite hiding place, your air ducts. This month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. Call Zero Res right now, 952-ZERO-RES, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the Tom Bernard Show special. Protect your employees and customers by getting your business zero resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. Spell it forward or backward. It spells the same. 
zero res. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. When you go to a restaurant, you expect the chef to be an expert. You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert, and he should be yours, too. I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market and the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. And we are back. Is our guest ready to go? There we go. Yes, yes, yes. uh, Garrett's all set to go. He is indeed. Garrett Dillahunt, how you doing, Garrett? I'm great. Happy to be here. Thank you. Well, we're happy to have you, sir. You know, one thing, I kind of like the descriptor they sent along, Garrett Dillahunt, red right hand, which is co-directed. No, the reason, it's good, because I used to do a lot of movie trailers, but they don't do movie trailers anymore. I don't Mm. know why. I don't know why they do that, but yeah, I haven't done a movie trailer now in a long time, but I used to love them. And, and this is written in the action thriller, Red Right Hand, Orlando Bloom Perfect. is trying to, see? Now I get to do that because you're on, Garrett. I get to go back to the old days of doing. Well, you've got to give me a call. You can do that more often. <laughs> I will give you a, uh, Garrett Dillahunt is coming to your restaurant tonight. It'll be magnificent. Tell me Good about. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's exactly it right there. That's why uh, I don't do trailers, you see. So. No, no, I thought it was magnificent. There's no question about it. Plus, you cut a fine figure, so, you know, that's there's nothing wrong with that. So I want to hear about Red Right Hand. What's the deal? Sure. It's uh, me and Orlando Bloom and a bunch of other guys play some hillbillies who are at odds with a bunch of other hillbillies who are also big and tough and mean and... Uh, we, they, we we got to go get a get a friend of ours out of their clutches. Uh, so uh, I, I say that kind of jokingly, but it's it's such a comforting throwback of a movie to me. I really loved making it. It reminded me of all those old kind of revenge thrillers mm-hmm. from the '70s and '80s, and it's kind of what we do. We got to go take some law into our own hands, which seems to be an enjoyable thing in the movies. Uh, you know, not in real life, but in the movies, we love it. <laughs> I got to be honest with you, though, Derek. Uh, 
this is true, Garrett, that I grew up in a neighborhood where you did take revenge into your own hands every yeah, time you know? something. <laughs> <laughs> no cell phone came out. You're like, I think we got away with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Red Right Hand, which is co-directed by Esham Nelms and Ian Nelms. And stars Orlando Bloom, Garrett Dillahunt, Scott Hayes, Andy McDowell. Magnolia Pictures is releasing the film in theaters tomorrow on digital as well. Tomorrow. Uh, That's right. I, I got to, Garrett, I got to tell you, because of streaming and all the rest of it, and I do love sure. going to the movie theater, don't get me wrong, I love going to movie theaters, but there is so much great content. Things like Red Right Hand is going to get a lot of coverage, a lot of views. Streaming is magnificent. Well, it has its upside. Was there, a, was there a but you were about to say? Well, the downside is, I, I see, I don't know the downside. Does it, does it nail the income it, a little bit? I don't even know. I have no idea. Ah, ah okay. We'll get into that. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it, it's tricky. You know, there, <laughs> there's, there's good and bad to it, I guess, like yeah. everything. But I don't know if you're this way, but uh, sometimes I'll spend hours trying to decide what to watch. Like, I'll just scroll mm-hmm. around. I'm watching trailers, and it... it, it that seems odd. Uh, it's a little bit harder to make a living than it used to be because right. there is so much content that the audience is kind of diluted, you know, and uh, we're not getting as many eyes on every project. So it's, 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 it's oddly tricky, you know, and, uh, but on the one hand, it seems like there's more places for you to get your project made. Uh, it's trickier to get it seen. It, it always feels to me like there's this kind of massive whirlpool of content and you're always tossing your projects onto the top of it, and you just got a few a few seconds for people to find it and see it. Hopefully, reach the zeitgeist before it's sort of sucked under under the next the next wave. You know, so it's it's an interesting interesting thing. More opportunity, yeah, yeah. less yep. pay, but I don't know how it is in radio, but uh, that's how it is for us. Well, podcasting has taken over the radio space. Mm. There still are radio stations, but, you know, they're not as strong as they used to be. Podcasting is, has gotten to be a huge thing. There's no question about that. But yeah, I, I like just, everyone has a podcast. I yeah, like kind of seems... I don't have a podcast or a booze line <laughs> to endorse. Like, is that what I'm supposed to do? I thought I just was going to act. <laughs> yeah, I think this is... Mag- you know, I just noticed something. I didn't even see this in the descriptor earlier, but the, it makes a reference to me in here. When the sadistic kingpin, big uh, kingpin, big cat, who runs the town, forces him back into his services, that was my nickname when I was a kid because I grew up... I was over six feet tall at 11 years old, and they used to call me Cat Man. So I was big no cat. So I, yeah, absolutely. So I got, I got involvement in this movie. I'm very fired up about it. That's fantastic. You're, well, you're... A- you're a bad man in this, you gotta, but with an incredible ha- head of hair. <laughs> I better take my hat off, and i got a baseball cap on right now. But, yeah, I could see me being portrayed as maybe not the most even-keel human being, so it fits right in. There's no question about Perfect. it. Perfect. I will tell you, wh- how long ago did you start acting? It's, it's been a while. It has, but only I guess because I'm getting old, because I started pretty late. You know, I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. sort of discover I wanted to do this insane profession until I, like my last year of college. I have a journalism oh, okay. degree and I took an acting class as an elective and like, oh, this is what I want to do. And then I was out of college. So I banged around for a while doing theater in Seattle and then I came to New York and just kept going. So it's been about 30 years now. See, that's a wonderful 30. thing. Would you recommend to young people to get into the business at this point? 
Oh, buddy, you're asking all the deep questions today. Uh, it's tough. You know, it's a yeah, lot different than when I started. Yep. I don't know if you feel, that, again, the same way about radio, but, uh, you know, I, I, I talk to students fairly regularly because, you know, they, they think, and we can talk technique all day, but when they ask me, and they inevitably do, they're like, how do I get an agent? Oh, and it's sure. so, you know, I got no idea because it's completely different than when I was coming up. You know, it's, you know, there wasn't TikTok, there wasn't social media, and, uh, you know, agents would come to see your school shows, and you do theater, and you sort of work your way up, and, and now it's, you know, while well, you make a TikTok video, and, you know, it yeah. goes viral, and then an agent signs you, and then you're headlining movies, even though you've got no experience, and... <laughs> You know, there's there's a whole nother path that people take today that I'm not a, I'm not an expert at. You know. Well, let me put it this way: I've loved everything you've ever done. I saw your name on the docket today. I got pretty excited about it because. But I am a big fan, Garrett. I want you to know that. Always have. Well, been. that's awful kind of you. I'll keep trying to make you proud. Yeah, please, and then please do come back when you're making me proud. Come back and talk about everything you're doing, <laughs> pal. All right. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's a real honor. Have a that's great day. It's my honor to have you. Garrett Dillhunt, ladies and gentlemen, Red Right Hand on Digital Tomorrow, February 23rd, film in theaters. Yeah, I got, I got to believe that being a, an actor right now has got to be very, very difficult because there's so many different spaces and ways to do things. There are movie theaters, there are, you know, television, there's... But it's just not, it's not like it used to be. It used to be if, if you were one of the big names, you're going to get a lot of big roles and all the rest of it. But now it's... It's handled in a complete, well, kind of like radio. It's totally different than it used to be like 35 years ago, 30 years ago. <laughs> Things are completely different. And I blame you and Tevin. Yeah, That's I, the big I, problem. I, I understand why you blame Probably us. rightfully so. And hearing him talk about kind of how streaming it's, you know, you throw it on the heap of content that's already out right, there. Right, That's got to be tough. But then also he has to kind of always be in character of his old Things because nowadays people will go back and find things like you know like a burn notice that yeah, was yep. you know aired a long time ago that yeah. he was in because that was where I recognized him from was like oh my gosh he was in burn notice and it's like I <laughs> was great great actor and so yeah so it's like you've always got to kind of have your whole catalog ready to go because you never know what people are going to know you from and I feel like it's got to be a double edged sword too like he was talking about and like you mentioned here too Tom is with like you know social media and the streaming and stuff like that there's arguably more works than ever to like mm -hmm. get jobs for but at the same time because of that exposure there there's mm -hmm. so many people that want to pursue that career that have now so much more of a uh, platform to like prop themselves up, make them known. Whereas before, it's like you got to be at this location to do the interview, do the audition process, and then you got to mm -hmm. have the free time to go back and do that. Like you, you got to move out to California and try to just make it work. No, now you can be in Salt Lake City and just have a TikTok account. And yeah. Some agents can be like, you know what? That kid's got some charisma. Let's uh, let's fly him out for an audition. Right. And meanwhile, Garrett was like, I did theater in Seattle for years before I was able to get my <laughs> yes. break. What do you mean you made one TikTok? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, you know, that's one thing about this job that I, I'll be honest with you, you know, Josh Hartnett, the first time, well, not the first time we had him on because he was a little kid the first time we had him on because it was in that Halloween twenty. Was it H2O or what the hell was it? Halloween 20 or some damn thing like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we had him on all the rest of it. His career blows up, and he goes, had him on the queue, and he, Tom, I got to tell you, man, I listen to you every morning. It's unbelievable. And you're like, God, what an honor. And then you have 
Garrett Dillhunt on the show, and he goes, well, what an honor to be on your show. And how nice is that? Yeah, it's, uh, I think we chalk that up to, like, game recognizes game. Yes, yeah. yes, that's the... Yeah, the, yeah, maybe. That's a good way to put it. There's no question. But, yeah, I've always... Garrett Dillhunt is a hell of a good actor, and for the ladies, he, he's fetching, too, for the women. Let me just say that. Don't you think? Quite fetching. He cuts quite a fine figure. He's a, I don't know how tall he is, but he's definitely a drink of water. <laughs> yeah, a tall drink of water, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly right. There you go. But that's how people should comport themselves, right there. You know, he, he was a terrific interview. Now, we got another Hollywood legend coming up right after this, something KB2, or I don't know what the hell her name is, but it's something like that. We'll stick with we'll Hollywood right legend. I like that. Yeah, yeah the Hollywood legend. There we Hollywood legend up next. Have you enjoyed Minnesota's non-winter this year? Want to enjoy the warmth whenever you want? Two Minnesotans can help you live that dream. Matt Carlson from Realty One Group Destination Key West grew up in Litchfield, Minnesota. Started out helping his friends find homes locally and in Florida. And now he can help you. If you've considered living in the warmth of Florida, now is the time to reach out to your new friend in Realty, Matt Carlson. It's a buyer's market now, and your Minnesotan friend Matt can help you with a new home here or in the Florida Keys. And if you need some guidance with financing, Kristen Eklund from Coast to Coast Mortgage can help. Kristen is Matt's preferred lender, can finance anywhere in Florida, and like Matt is one of us, as she hails from the Sartell, Alexandria area. So if you're looking at a new home in Minnesota, or maybe that second home or retirement place in Florida, trust your new local friends, contact Matt and Kristen. Visit OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. Or call Matt at 612-791-2345. 612-791-2345. And work with local professionals you can trust. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the air dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, from Garrett Dillahunt to another Hollywood legend, KB2 Kristen Bird Entertainment News, brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. What's up, legend? <laughs> I'm a legend in my own mind. That's it. That's not the way it was laid out here. It was just, you know, we go from 
famous Hollywood actors to you. It's just that same level of, of talent in Hollywood, California. Doing my best to hold up the entire industry because uh, it's it's been interesting. Uh, Deadline put out a really big article yesterday saying that post-strike, everyone assumed that production would just be booming. Oh, God. And the opposite has happened. Oh, no. And, you know, I, I, I've talked about, we've talked about the contraction of the industry. Things are going to be smaller. Less things are going to yep. be greenlit. Well, <laughs> it's really... Um, hitting actors very hard. They're not getting the auditions and pilot season. If people don't know what pilot season is or was, it was a time when networks would make test shows and then they'd have audiences watch it. They would actually do focus groups and then they would decide whether the cast chemistry worked, whether they should retool it, whether they should move forward with the show, whether they shouldn't. On an average season, even just 10 years ago, 100 shows would be a test pilot. Jeez. This season... There are three. Oh, God. And only NBC is doing pilots. So it's all three of those pilots are with NBC. So then is there an alternative to making a pilot? Because obviously there's going to be more than three shows that are going to be getting made. Are they doing something different where they're just saying we're not doing pilots and we're just going to green light and just move forward? They're just going to green light and move forward. Now, that seems like... On paper, you're like, oh, well, that's a great idea. They just, you know, they like this show concept and they move forward. The problem with this is kind of twofold. One is that pilots were where a lot of actors used to earn their money to get health insurance each year because Mm -hmm. you would get paid, let's say, $25,000 for that test pilot. You get paid more than you would normally earn, like on a regular TV Mm -hmm. show week to week because it's a one off. So you're not earning that health insurance money. So you get that taken away on the acting side. And then on the network side, you don't get that opportunity to go, you know what? This actor doesn't work in this role and our our focus group didn't love them. So let's get somebody else and let's like put together the perfect cast so that when we do the very first episode and it goes to air, we've got a show that really works. Yeah, you're makes just sense. throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping that something sticks. That's right, AJ, just like that. <laughs> Slap that show together and pray and hope that you have a hit on your hands. I didn't know that was a thing until like college, and I got so mad at my roommate the first time he like just took a noodle and just like whipped it at the ceiling. I was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like, what is we, wrong with we you? We have to clean that up now. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, it's okay. But so yeah, <laughs> that's so weird though because I feel like Kristen, there's. Like, that was my favorite thing is, like, seeing all these shows. And because it's really hit and miss, I feel like, every year. Some of them just, like, die in the water immediately mm-hmm. before you get to the first commercial break. And some you're like, you know what? I can tell, like, this is a good concept and whatnot. How is that going to affect, like, writers bringing new ideas to the table? I know that you just talked about, like, some of the stuff is just getting almost pushed through. But does that discourage a lot of people to, like, try new things? I've been listening to the writers on Twitter quite a bit, and they're saying they're having a really hard time getting meetings or having things greenlit. And they'll come to the table with like, hey, well, you know, I've got these five ideas. Any of them work for you or any sort of concept that we can sort of grow off of? And they're finding that the networks are kind of on pause, too. So it's not even just like five years ago where you could probably get two or three projects going in a year for a, a particular writer, especially one with a, a decent career. Now they're fine. They're lucky if they get one going in a year. 
Um, so it's becoming, and this is kind of an interesting conversation, but entertainment for a lot of people is becoming a hobby. And that like my acting career is my hobby. It's like it, that person that was an accountant and would do community yeah. theater on the side. Well, guess what? For a lot of these people doing a television show is a hobby on the side. And, and I'm talking about people who would do a guest star or a mm -hmm. co-star role. Obviously, yeah. if you're a serious regular, most likely you wouldn't have a full-time yeah. job doing something else. Denzel Washington isn't, you know, submitting applications for not. <laughs> He's not driving Uber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not driving Uber, but in this conversation that Deadline did, it's a real deep dive article. I it's on their front page still today. So go and read it if you want to. It's interesting because the numbers are kind of like jaw dropping. But in addition to all of this, a lot of the well-known established actors, they said in their 30s, 40s and 50s that have hit shows under their belt are having trouble getting hired too and are currently unemployed wow god that's amazing well gary dillhunt was just telling us it's a lot harder to make money in hollywood now for like the upper end of middling actors they they used to be some good solid money but you got to work your butt off now to make good money in hollywood that that was pretty much his opinion yeah, and you have to diversify, and right. we've talked a lot about this. I mean, we always joke that Ryan Reynolds is the guy who has his hand in 18 cookie jars, but he gets it because this is the only way that he's making the same type of money that, say, Sylvester Stallone and Tom Cruise earned mm -hmm. 20 years ago. Right. Where they would just have to do a movie a year, get the back-end points, and they've got huge amounts of money, global superstardom, and they're mm -hmm. very comfortable and set up for life. That just doesn't exist anymore, does it? It does not. And, Man. you know, it's it's one of those things. And I think back, I was thinking back to this, Tom. Um, I know we've talked a lot about the commercial strike of 2000. And that was a six-month strike that SAG-AFTRA went on to get a better deal yep. for commercial yep. actors. But things never went back to what they were. Nope. A lot of things went non-union, um, you know, a lot smaller projects. And having that $100,000 commercial a year doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I'm concerned that the strike that we just went on here this past summer is the same type of situation. Yeah, it seems like I, we were, I was talking to Garrett about the fact that I used to do, I, I used to do two, three movie trailers a week when I was living in New York, and that business is just gone now. They don't do movie trailers anymore. Which is no, they're weird. teasers and they give away yes. half the plot. Right? <laughs> yes, they do. Absolutely right. That's a very right. They give it kind of, kind of give it away, but. That was a wonderful way to make a living going to do, you know, you go do a couple of movie trailers and do whatever. But, yeah, they, they just once in a while you hear one in a commercial. It's kind of a, it's not really a movie trailer, but it's kind of a commercial leaning toward a movie trailer. Yeah, the, the classic, you know, big voice guy coming right. through your speakers is the, you know, the highlights of the movie play. That's definitely dead and gone. They just cut you know like you were saying chris and half the movie into a 30 second little reel and we're good to go yeah they do the teaser and then they do the trailer and by the time you've reached the trailer you know the entire plot of the movie i just why don't they want to hear things like like father like son like hell 
<laughs> you got to have that again, don't you? <laughs> it, you know, it's so funny because I've lived in a world with and without, you know, yeah, the, the voiceover. Yeah. And when I go back and watch old movie trailers, it's so jarring in some way because yes. you're like, wait, what? But at the same time, it's so like epic and compelling because you're like, what is this? Because it's unhinged in some ways because it's great. Mm-hmm. Like father, like son, you're like, what is this movie about? I have no idea. Yeah. So we haven't reached that middle ground where we're like, we can tease the movie, but we won't give away the whole plot. Yeah, I feel like they still need the big voice guy for in the theater while you're sitting there waiting for your movie to start. Like, that's where you need to bring it back. Yes. Oh, absolutely. There's certain aspects of a, a movie, like going and watching trailers when I was a kid. They were so exciting because you're like, this is what's coming up. Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see it. And you tell your mom, you're like, I can't wait to see the next, you know, whatever was coming out. I kind of want to go see Clueless. I kind of want to just go to a movie with Tom and just like, all right, the previews are on. Do your thing. Yep. And then mic him up. Yeah. My, put it, it, uh, Like speaker system in the theater. Everybody else can hear it. Yeah. Just uh, do it like the old days. Let me give you the downside of what you're talking about, because it did happen. Oh, wait, really? Like live trailers? Uh, not live trailers. Okay. But we're in a packed theater. The movie trailers come up. There's one, there's two. Then the third one is me doing the movie trailer. And while the trailer's running, I hear this guy go, oh, that asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, sir. You're like, oops. (laughs) Oops. Hey, Catherine, maybe we should leave early because, now it was a whole different. You know, one thing great about that is you would run into a lot of very, very good actors that you would all know from television or you know, maybe B-movies, something like that. And they were doing a lot of movie trailers, too, so you got to meet all these great people. You know, And now like, everyone has their home studio, so they're not even going right. in to interact mm-hmm. with anyone. Right. Um, and even in television, just, you know, thinking about how things have changed, in general, TV seasons were, you know, 22 to 30 episodes per season, and now we get, you know, especially on the streamers, 6 to 10 max. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that has affected, of course actors salaries and health insurance and getting all of those benefits but it's interesting that when we look at streaming and i know we talked about the list of 2023 of what everyone watched people are watching all of the old shows that have the 22 episodes yep so if i was if i was a smart studio executive i'd be looking at that data going okay people are actually looking for longer seasons here how can we make that happen? And the networks are doing it, but the streamers are not. And I think that that's something they need to take a hard look at. Yeah, that does make sense. Well, I'll give you an example. A Canadian show called Corner Gas, I brought it up before. But they did six seasons of 19 episodes per season. And the show is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. It's extremely well written, very funny. Men and women taking shots at each other or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It just... Uh, those were the TV shows that I loved. I love that show. Yeah, and you want shows that, that bring you comfort, I think, in a crazy world. I, yeah. You know, seeing, I'm like, why is Gilmore Girls up there over and over again? <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's a comfort show. I mean, it's mm-hmm. sweet and it's funny and it's about a tiny little small town where everyone knows each other. And even when they don't get along, it's just like a cute little, like, bicker. You know what I mean? It's not this, like, I hate you and off they go. And I'm like, this is why it's a top 10 show years after it's been off the air. That's exactly it. Any closing thoughts, sister? 
Uh, just a couple things to watch on TV. I know what AJ is watching tonight. You know it. Netflix. You know, absolutely. Avatar, baby. Let's go. Let's ride. Av- <laughs> I hope you haven't read the reviews. I, I, at, no, the, in the past month, I've seen it's gotten my expectations have dropped thoroughly like uh. day after day, week after week. So if they ruin okay. it again, I'm going to be really upset. But I Bar is low. You're going to be fine. No, no. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, anyone who's a Law & Order fan tonight is Sam Waterston's very last episode. He's done over oh. 400 episodes since season five. Tony Goldwyn is coming in to replace him, which is a great replacement. Um, but if you are a fan of that show, it's a big episode. We'll get it done, and we will talk to you again tomorrow to wrap up the week. What do you think of that action? It'll be Friday. We love that. It'll be. We do love Friday. That's we very love a good Friday. I got to work Saturday too, so it's my. Uh, I get one day off this week. You know, SAG Awards. It's a shoulder to the wheel. Mm-hmm. That's all yep. we're saying. All right, young lady. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. That is going to do it for today. We will talk to you tomorrow.